that are over my head, such as your complex mysteries and wonders that I'm not yet ready to understand. Psalm 131, 1. Thank you for this amazing life you've given me. Although it's filled with ups and downs, you're teaching me the joy of contentment. I can savor each day, knowing we walk through it together. Peace fills my soul as I remember your goodness and focus on your love. I'm so grateful for your blessings, both big and small. Everything you give me has been fashioned perfectly, just for me. May I never take your tender care for granted. Help me to never stress about what I don't have when you've given me so much. There's always something to be thankful for. I want to live in simplicity and peace without striving to always have more. Teach me to rest and enjoy the many beautiful things around me, the elegance of a winter snowflake dancing to the ground, the fragrance of spring, summer's glorious sunsets, or the way you paint the leaves in autumn. Tune my ear to hear the pleasure of a baby's laugh or the voices of those I love. This is how you intended life to be, content, simply living every day, enjoying you. Amen. Amen. So today's uh, topic, our discussion is going to be on power and powerlessness. But before we do that, we are going to talk about, you know, if you feel powerlessness over something, you know, like, you know, in our addiction, we had no control over it. We were powerless. Mm-hmm. And um, so where would I go to get some help with something like that? Well, I know I've learned to admit that I'm powerless over my addiction. And I learned that at Celebrate Recovery. Really? Yeah. What is Celebrate Recovery? It's a 12-step Christ-centered uh, recovery program. And they have it every Friday night here at Newsong. So they have it? Tomorrow night you're at New Song. Tomorrow night at New Song. So if I wanted to go, and maybe I have one or two friends that are struggling with some other things as well. Um, You know, one really has a really bad gambling addiction, so would he be able to go to that? Yes, yes, they deal with all that kind of, anything, anything that is life controlling, that um, basically that is hindering you really having a good life. So what what does Celebrate Recovery all entail? I mean, what what's the, you know... So uh, you can get here at 6.30 and you can enjoy a meal and fellowship. You can hang around and we have our large group at 7. And then we have gender-specific small groups at 8, which is really cool. Because then you break off into smaller groups. And men with men, women with women. And you get to talk about uh, things a little more personally. And yeah, it's a great way to get that stuff out and connect so the, it's a uh, faith base yes so okay cool i'll have to check it out so it's like aa with god aa with god yes see a does not allow it. <laughs> i'm just we're messing. not gonna go there chad <laughs> I'm just aa is a great aa and na and all of the anonymous groups are amazing and i really i mean that's where i first experienced the 12 steps and so I got a lot out of it when I was younger. I just know for myself that, that I needed Jesus too. So Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. There's got to be some God in there. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But, you know, I'm actually kind of strapped for cash this month. Um, 
and I'm having a hard time filling my fridge. It's like really empty right now. Yours too? Well, <laughs> no, I just actually hit up adopt the block. I mean, I volunteer there, but I mean, you know, I utilize it as well. And what that is, is um, they distribute, it's one of the ministries here at a new song that they distribute food to needy families uh, throughout the Bismarck area. Mm. Six nights a week, um, Jim, Karen, Lisa, you know, there's some great people there. You can uh, get the schedule on the New Song website. I believe tonight they are here at New Song in the parking lot. Yeah. And that starts from 4 to 6. Um, you know, if you're struggling to make ends meet and you need some some extra groceries, come on up. It doesn't matter. You can get prayer, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Karen's amazing at prayer. She'll, yes. she'll jump right over the table to give you a prayer. Trust <laughs> she me on is. That. She's amazing. I love her. Um, so... You know, uh, they're looking for volunteers all, all the time as well. So if you guys, if anybody, you know, if the COVID, whatever it may be, if you're just struggling to make ends meet, just, you know, stop on by. Don't be too proud. You know, everybody needs you to utilize it. I, I have from time to time. So, right. you know, um, like I said, uh, Jim, Karen, and Lisa will hook you up. Yes. Yes, for sure. Then, you know, I'm looking for a Bible study. Do they have any here at New Song? Well, you know, if you really want a good one, you would want to go to the Owls one. Oh, <laughs> do I qualify? Well, you know, they welcome everybody. You know, that's what why they're called the older, wiser. Wiser, oh, wiser loving saints. Yes. Yeah, Pastor Cole was on yesterday, um, and we got to talk a little bit about about that, um, oh, that during, group. During my sick day. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. He's got a great story. He's finally going to get his seeing eye dog. Uh, yeah, that's what he was telling me. Yeah, he's really excited we about it. We talked for about a half hour about that. Yeah, and he wants really to do his own show, too, here. Yeah, that's radio. what I'm hearing. So yeah. we're, we're going to have to sit down and schedule a time for him to let everybody know what the owls are up to. Yeah, I love talking to that guy. He's got an amazing testimony, and he's really inspiring. He is, because he's been through, what did he say before? It was like 80-some surgeries. Yep. I mean, like, it's insane. I mean, like, how do you keep... How do you even keep your faith in something like that? It's that's amazing. Yeah, you know? his faith and is strong, man. Yes, strong. and I, I just I love talking to the guy, and he is he is an inspiration, like you said. Yeah, is there any other Bible studies going on here? Uh, yeah, Michael Epperson and a few others do a Wednesday night Bible study here at six thirty um, on Wednesday nights. Seems like Wednesday nights is the happening night here at New. There's Sunday. a lot going on on Wednesdays. Because you got uh, Bible study, um, you got Kingdom Kids, and you got. New news. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot happening here uh, on Wednesday nights. So, if you want to get your kids into some uh, positive, uh, you know, activities, bring them here. Uh, ages from all the way from preschool all the way up to uh, what's the 18. 18. So, I mean, you know, and then we have the young adults here also on Sunday. Sundays. Yeah, with yep. uh, Nathan and Drake. So, what else do we have going on? I think. Uh, there's Duncan Pastor. I know. I, did, I didn't make the cut either. So yes. Whatever. <laughs> I did not. They already scheduled. Oh. I looked at the schedule. I'm like, yes. Oh, you escaped. I, I even told. I you even escaped. told Kurt. I said yes. I didn't make the cut. He said that could change though. But I mean, you know, we're good at the way it is. So. Oh Now I get to go. Now I think I, he's scared, Bismarck. Now I get to go. Get to go fire away at. Uh, you know, I got a few I'm going to go peg, I think. That's funny. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. And all the proceeds from Dunk a Pastor go to our kingdom, our kids' ministries here. So you can come down to the service on Sunday at 10 a.m. and then hang around afterwards for Dunk a Pastor, which will start at noon. 
Yes, and um, if you guys missed it last night, Marcus was on with his Walk It Out uh, Wednesdays with Marcus. Uh, it was a short show, but it, you know it's it's a it was actually fun. I come in and hung out with him for a half hour and helped him out, and uh, I think he'll be more. I mean, it's gonna be entertaining. I know that. Yeah. Going forward. Um, yeah, he's a cool guy. And then uh, if you're missing the Luke, the Luke boys on uh, you know tonight. Tonight on Thursday nights, actually tune in tonight at six thirty to eight thirty. Them them kids like to have a. Good they time. have so much fun. I just want to tell you they're that pre- watching them in the studio is just hilarious. They're, they're pretty rambunctious. They group. have a blast. Yes, and, they really do. And so it's 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 uh you know that's what it's all about is you know being on the radio and having a good time and that's uh I, I love it. And yeah. So tune in tonight at from six thirty to eight thirty. And they'll be on with our Youth Invasion uh, Hours. Um, we also have a couple upcoming shows that are going to be starting soon as well. Uh, we have T-Vibes tra- uh, with T-Train. That'll be starting September 6th. September 6th, I believe, is her target date. Yes. And um, we have uh, TNT with uh, Train Tuan. will be coming up in a couple of weeks as well. I think the same weekend. Really? Yes. So, nice. Um, that's there is going to be you know the young adult geared more towards the young adults and on weekends friday and saturday nights so it'll be you know from 8 to 11 and they got a lot of their own original stuff that they do besides you know um today's hottest hip-hop and you know so you guys will get a chance to you know just party whatever you know i remember listening to the radio on the weekends when i was driving you know so right you always had to have the good music on right right that'll be fun that'll be fun and then of course monday nights we have uh what is it meet with the pastor with with nate yeah yep deeper 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 is what it's called and he reviews the subject you know a topic from the week before and then he goes into a new topic uh each night um pastor cole was his partner on that but he's gonna break off and do his own show yeah so, uh, yeah, I'm listening to Nathan. He's got a world of knowledge, and he's actually... Um, he likes to ask He likes to ask hard questions. He does, he yeah. does, he does. And he, I mean, he's hard to ask the hard questions, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's a great guy, though. <laughs> he is, he really he is. is. Yep, so, um, you know, I have been feeling kind of powerless over, like, what's going on in the world today. How about you? Not really. No, yeah. <laughs> no. I just trying to my my mind goes to a different. Yeah, I mean I feel limited and controlled. Yes, a little bit. But I mean, you should know this too. When we were quarantined, I mean I was like going nuts because I was like, I feel like I'm being manipulated right now. I was even calling Kurt and telling him that. I mean, uh, I mean I don't even believe in this. You know what am I doing? Why am I even quarantined right now? I mean I was just like going off. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy. You know, there's. There's all different kinds of power, you know. Mm-hmm. Power can, dis- can be displayed in a lot of different ways. Um, like there's the power of nature. There's the power of technology, which, you know, I don't know. Technology seems to be getting in the way of a lot of things. A lot of day. things, yep. Um, I got a question for you. Hmm. The power of nature, you know, wouldn't that be considered the power of God? I would think so, yeah. yeah. I believe so because God created nature so I, I believe that anything like the natural disasters that happen i believe that's <clears throat> i believe it's that's god's power you know like the hurricanes thunder lightning all that stuff i believe that all comes from god yeah for sure you know for so sure. um don't mess with nature 
Um, what about the power of the mind? The power of the mind. Now, that's that's a tricky one. I mean, there is the power in, in words and all that. Because mm-hmm. um, you can use words to influence and manipulate others if you want in a bad way or for better. I mean, you can give them a positive, uplifting, you know, word from the Bible or a verse or, you know, the power of prayer is, yeah. is amazing. You can use your words to hurt people and destroy people too. Yes, you can. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, what, I guess what I'm asking you is where do you think uh, you decide, where does the line get drawn where you decide to use that power of words? Um, well, I mean, I've always known that words have power and I really started to understand that concept when I was in my late 20s and um, I just the biggest thing is I felt a difference when when like my self-talk became more positive and uplifting and um, I realized that saying like things to encourage others left them feeling uplifted and so you know, I really just decided that I wanted to be someone who spoke life to people, you know. And and then I was thinking this morning, I was thinking, you know, so there's power in prayer, obviously. And praying out loud is, is good, you know, especially when you're in a group of people. But, you know, God hears our thoughts yes. no matter what. And so I was thinking, like, well, then if God hears all of our thoughts and... You know, if prayer is just communicating with God, then everything we think technically is a prayer. Exactly. Everything we think. So that, now you get it. <laughs> that when I tell you that during the day, I'm in prayer all day long. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. But you know, being consciously aware that like you're talking to God in your head, like that is something that I'm I'm just now like starting to realize. And so you know, everything we think is is a prayer. Exactly. And so there's power in that. You know, I was thinking about somebody last night and I I was gonna call them but I didn't but I just like said a quick prayer for them in in my head and then they texted me like really late last night and said they needed prayer for their family and I was like oh wow you know because they were on my mind and I hadn't spoken to them in a while and so it's just really interesting how that happens you know like how we can feel things in our spirit and I've, I've created the habit ever since I was in Teen Challenge that anytime I think about somebody I say a prayer for them Anytime, like anyone comes to my mind. That's actually a good habit. Yeah, I believe that God places people on our hearts and brings people into our our thoughts so that we can pray for them, you know? Because we might not always be able to talk to the people that we care about or the people that we think about. And especially in Teen Challenge, I had a very limited, you know, group of people that I could actually communicate with. And so, you know, I prayed for a lot of people all the time. Yeah. And see the the un, uh, the prayer that people don't don't know they're receiving is actually sometimes the most powerful one. I right. Mean, I have no doubt that in my darkest moments in my life that there was people praying for me. Otherwise. Oh, I know my yeah. mom's prayers definitely kept me safe. Yeah. A number of times, I just know it, and so when I pray, I believe in faith that like that what I pray makes a difference. Uh, I believe it does too. Yep. And I had people praying um, for me to get a hold of my son last night and I got a hold of him. Good deal. Amazing, you know? Nice. So cool. So, you know, there's power in prayer. And so even though you may feel powerless, you can actually um, utilize the power that God's given us um, with our thoughts and with our words. And you can pray no matter what. 
So, we're going to talk about how we viewed power before we knew the Lord, when we get back from right this break. Right break, yes. <laughs> this is 100.7 FM, you're listening to Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse. Good. They did the, they did the call signs. And being powerful. So, so I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Whenever you were st- stuck in your addiction, did you feel in that world at any given time that you had control or power over people or situation? Yes. Explain, please. <laughs> well, um, you know, whoever has money and or drugs when you're in that world has power, really. Um, you know, it's a party. Everyone's happy. Everyone's getting along when you've got a bag, when you've got money for for a bag, you know? Um and so that was one way that I experienced power when I did have those things. And then being a girl and being good looking, yes. there is a certain amount of power that you have over people. Well, the, I would agree and I disagree at the same time because like just because you have money and um, well, obviously, the bag. In the, obviously, Chad. In, in, that, in, that, in that side of the world, it doesn't mean that you have power because... Um, I was okay my I was addicted to the power of that side of the world that I mean that's I was seduced by it that was right. that was that was my high right. and where I got where I really 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 fed off of was the violent part of it yeah so I mean it didn't matter if you had money or drugs because I, I mean I, I could just take them from you if I wanted to but I mean and you know what I liked was the feeling of complete control. I had control of everything and every situation that I was involved. You know, um, it, it was like this, because I, had, an, I had, a, had a street name, I had a nickname, and it, it was basically, you know, it, it's, a, it's a name that most people would be like, it would be terror, you know, it'd be, if you see one, you basically would be scared. So it was like, if you see me coming, then you, it was already too late. You know, that's kind of what the motto was, so. Um, yeah, I lived off the violence. I fed off the violence. Hmm. That's where my power, that's where I like, that's where I felt power was, was right. making everybody else around me fear. Right. I mean, it wasn't about a party. It wasn't about, it wasn't even about money because I mean, as soon as I got it, I would, I mean, I'd be in the casinos gambling away eight, $9,000 a night Crazy. and it would be no problem. And they have videos of me doing this at the, in Trenton, North Dakota. Five nights straight. I mean, and then it's just, it's it was it was a different kind of power for me. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I said, it didn't matter who had what, you know, because in the grand scheme of things, um, I could have just took whatever I wanted in them days, right. and that's the way I acted too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it wasn't that I. I mean, now I know, like, it wasn't power, but that's just how I, that's, how I experienced it. That's you know? not, wasn't power what I had either. Right, yeah. Because um, I found out in a quick hurry how quick that can, you know, that control can disappear. Right. You know, um, happened to be in one of these vehicles with these these men, you know, and 
one of them was playing a video of my daughter on the playground across the park, across the road from my house. And in that moment, that's when fear for the first time crept into me. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I don't care who you are, <laughs> what you are, if I ever see a video of my daughter again, I'm, you know, I'll stab you in your throat. And he just laughed at me. Wow. <laughs> he just laughed at me. Yeah, they're pretty ruthless. So, pretty I mean, ruthless. So really, they had the power. They had the power. They had control. They, that's really? what, that's what they were doing. They they were they were keeping their their uh, basically their they they're keeping me on their leash by doing that. Right, right. Because you know, if they felt I was getting a little bit out of control, then they had ways of reeling me in. Right, right. It's crazy. Um, were you able to get what you wanted when you used that power, though? Most of the time. Most of the time. But how? Did any of that ever last? Though? No. It was like it went. It it went just. As, I I noticed one thing in life. It was this: is um, the easier it came, the easier it was to get rid of. Mm, right, right. And the less concern I had for keeping it. Right. So if it came from that, them that angle or them means, usually most of the time, um, I would give it away or it would get you know seized or whatever it may be. It would just. If I wrecked it or, or if I wrecked a car or, you know, um, it just, it didn't matter. Because like I said, I was gambling, the, the fastest the money came, I was gambling away most of the time anyway. Right, right. I mean, my, I spoiled my kids at times and then at other times, you know, it just like, I just played with so much money. It just, it wasn't, it didn't matter. But right. like, if I worked 40 hours and bought a $300 tool with that paycheck that I worked 40 hours for, I can guarantee you I still have tools that I bought 20 years ago mm-hmm. because I knew how hard that money came by. Right, you know right. what I mean? So, I mean, and I, the, my, my, <clears throat> my way of living for most of my life was in construction, so I worked very hard in the masonry field, so I worked very hard for my dollar. So, I mean, I valued my money, you know, so, you know, if I earned it, I kept it. Right. But if it wasn't earned, and I never felt anything on that side of the world was uh, earned, so um, I don't think I have anything that could be traced back to anything that I got from the that me, world. Me neither. Me neither. It was just something I didn't care about. Right. There was no. There was no. You know, you didn't value it. Mm-hmm. There was no values in that world, so yep. you didn't value anything you had. Yep, I can relate. I can relate. I know I made a ton of, well, it was a ton of money to me, but it turns out it wasn't that much, actually. I was getting ripped (laughs) off for the work that I was doing, but, you know, because I wasn't really doing anything, I was just driving, so it, you know, I spent it so quickly, and there was, I gave a lot of it away, too, Um, but, yeah, I have nothing, nothing left from that time at all, just got taken away, which is fine, you know, it's material things. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, in return, I got, you know, a new life, and And, I'm not in prison, so I am grateful, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I'll come all broken, penniless every time, as long as I got a Exactly, exactly, Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different um, ways we're seeing power displayed in the world right now, like, look at the power that the government has over everything that we do right now oh you want to get political today no i'm I'm not (laughs) no i'm just not being political but i i I, I get it because i don't i don't 
you know, I had someone try to talk to me about um, my political, like, what party I belong to the other day, and I was like, I don't belong to any party. I belong to Jesus. Like, that's all that's, I belong that, to. That's a good answer. You know, but, you know, because I think that polit- politics create division. They are every it, time. I think it's also good for us to talk about, you know, like, the government, and it's good for us to talk about, like, ways that um, we... Uh, we surrender our, we forfeit our power, you know? We, we do. I mean, like, we think we live in a free world right now. Freedom does not come for free. No, it's not for free. it comes at a cost. I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit last night, and, um, like, my idea, my, my beliefs is we live in very much a socialistic society where social, I mean, like, everything we do is based on what the, the media or news or anything like that tells us we need to do mm-hmm. and whoever controls the media can has control of us mm-hmm. um i kind of go against the, the you know the you know stream a little bit you know i kind of like like to challenge i kind of like to challenge people i mean i like to ruffle feathers yes you do <laughs> <laughs> and i just and i if i have questions i'm gonna ask them and it's good. We need to ask questions. And nobody's going to stop me from asking the questions. I mean, and I'll, like like Nathan, I'll ask the hard ones. Yeah. And I'll talk about the hard ones, yeah. too. Um, I mean, I spent most of my life in, you know, like just tormented by things that happened to me when I was a child and the things that I did to myself throughout my adulthood that, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to be in them situations again because to me... As a child, I was powerless right. when that happened. I mean, and I had nightmares about that. I, I mean, they didn't stop until up until maybe a year and a half ago. And uh-huh. and I would get older and older, and I couldn't still do nothing. I mean, I was this guy that was supposed to be this nightmare in, in you know, this other world. And I couldn't do nothing to this guy in my dreams. Right. So, I mean, it was, I was powerless. Yeah. And, you know, it had control of me for a long, long time. Right, right. I think that's kind of what, I, even in, when I thought I had power, I think that was the driving force behind it, you know, right. and I, just, I was still being controlled by something and someone. Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, there are ways that when we see something like that happening, we can, you know, we can do something about it. You know, I think that too many times we just stay silent when we see um, signs of someone being abused or you know mistreated and I think that you know God doesn't call us to just you know be silent bystanders you know we're, we're meant to use our voices and um, and speak out for each other you know and I think that it's interesting now in this time when we have to be like the social distancing and we have to wear masks I think it's creating like this disconnect you know Definitely, and the disconnect was already happening because of uh, social media. Um, you know, I watched the Super Bowl with uh, my children, my boys here a few years back. I remember all of us just, I looked up from my phone and looked uh-huh. at all of them, and they were all in their phone. I mean, that wasn't the Super Bowl atmosphere or, you know, when I remember when I was a kid, we we watched the game, all the uncles were there, everybody, there was food right. on. They were drinking, of course, but I mean... It was just like, you know, but it was like, a, it was fun. We were right. cheering, you know, um, or we had to head up to uh, my my uncle's bar and every, everybody was there, all the family members. And, we're, you know, we'd have a big, you know, Super Bowl party, play Pinochle and do all kinds of stuff like that. But, I mean, 
them are the kind of memories I had. We didn't have cell phones though then, back then. Right, right. So, you know, I'm kind of like one of them old timers where cell phones didn't come until I was already in my adulthood. So that's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's so funny. I know, but you know, like I think it's important that we that we stay connected and then we talk to each other um, and try to get away from our phones. And you know, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that we would have more um, of an impact and, in a sense, you could say power over um, things that are not good in this world if we were actually like talking to each other instead of texting each other because you could tell if someone's going through something if you talk to them but when they're texting you and they're like oh i'm great you know you can't tell if they're really okay you know um you know in a text message text messages are so in in formal and insincere and they're the worst way of communication in my opinion and I, i get caught up in that myself you know i mean i'll when I, you know, if I can't talk to somebody and I don't want to say anything mean, I'll, I'm going to text messaging a bunch of texts and I, I don't even want to do that. But it's just like this, there's something, that's when I can become powerless. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Runs <laughs> away with you. Because, you know, I'm one of them guys that I just like to, like to, I like to get things resolved quickly. And if the quicker, the better. And I got to realize that other people need to process through things a little differently. Mm-hmm. Like with me, I'll pro- I I can go from zero to I'm sorry in like 2.5 seconds. <laughs> and, you know, and I can realize my mistakes in that, that quick of a time too. But I also got to think about things too once in a while. Sometimes God like will really, really just pull me away from a situation right. on purpose somehow. Um and he'll just lay it on me for like days, and I'm just like, okay, I got it. Like you are powerless over other people. I know that. Yes, we all are. You know, we only have control over ourselves. Yeah, control over ourselves. And it's so funny when people say, "Oh, I just can't help it. Like that's just the way I am." I'm like, eh, actually, you, you know, can't help you it. You can't help it. <laughs> um, Okay, so I know <laughs> what you're really thinking now, whatever I say, I can't help it. Oh, shoot. I just uh, yeah, let my let the cat out of the bag there. Um, but it's just so interesting, you know, like, I think it's so funny. There, there was someone who came into my store yesterday, and um, they were asking about astrology books, if we had any astrology books. And he was with his dad, um, and, he, uh, and his dad's like, oh. Don't even ask him why he wants those. And I was like, oh, okay, here's an opening for an interesting conversation. I could feel some tension between them. And um, and then so I'm like, you know, I used to believe in that stuff, you know, but I don't believe in that stuff anymore. And he's like, oh, and so it opened the door for a conversation. And he asked me, like, what changed my beliefs? And I told him about Jesus, you know. Um, but, like, there are certain people that really, that live by, like, that kind of thing. And they think that okay, because you're born under a certain sign, it's set in stone the way that you are, you know? Certain things about your personality are set in stone because you were born under this moon and under this star at this time, you know what I mean? And, um, and I mean, honestly, I think there may be some, there may be something to that. Like, I believe that, like, there are certain energies that may be present when there are certain planets in alignment because, you know, everything in this world, in this universe is made up of energy. And so there could be small influences, but I don't think that it's it's wise to base beliefs off of that. I think that we need to run everything through the truth of God's word 
And yes, he created the stars and the planets, um, but we're not meant to worship them. It says that in the Bible. I, I, okay, so I got a different opinion. I, I really think if you really want to look deep into that kind of stuff and you want to find your similarities to what that says, you will find them. Well, yeah, we what we I seek, mean, we find. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, if, you, for instance, in that world or in that belief system, um, um, I'm, a, I'm a Taurus, I'm a bull. <laughs> So, uh, you know, stubborn, big headed. I mean, like, I mean, like, if you really wanted to dive into it, I could just find all kinds of similarities. Right. But if, if, you know what, I could find similarities as a Pisces or a Virgo, all of that stuff, a Libra, I could find the similarities that right. I have in each one of them. Right. And that was a, that was a test that um, a friend of actually, a friend of mine did that with me. He said, he said, uh, imagine if you were a Pisces, what are the, the, the core qualities of a Pisces? You know, so I had to Google it and look it up, you know, well, they, they're this, 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 and this. Think about your life, he says, uh, no. Where, where do you similar, where are you similar in them, but I'm not a Pisces? Just think about what I'm asking you. And I'm like, okay. So I thought about it and I'm like, so I found all the qualities of a Pisces in myself. Right. And then he said, now let's go uh, to an Aries. He said, let's, let's right. And, and every, we did that and he said, now, he said, it's whatever you want to believe. Exactly. If they if they write down what if whatever they're writing down, and if you're really putting belief into that system, yep. Yep. you're gonna find the similarities that you represent of that uh, astrological sign. So right. Right. he said uh, he said it's all he said it's all right. It's what we choose to believe, and so exactly. that and so that goes back to what I was saying. Like that's perfect because okay, this this young man had like. Uh, an amethyst like pendant you know and it had like all the stones that represented the chakras and all that stuff and 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 I could tell he was definitely under the influence of marijuana <laughs> like very much so and quite obviously and so it's just it was interesting to me because like I could see that he was seeking power yes. like he was seeking to find like answers and himself and power over his life through the belief system of astrology and, and probably crystal healing, you know? And I say, good thing he's just looking into astrology because he can start digging into some well, and I, stuff. And I felt a darker, I felt a darker thing there, you know, but um, I don't want to even address that. But, but you know... Um, Actually, I want to address that a little later in the show because, <laughs> you know, but we'll go on. Well, because I don't know I'm what not, to call it, you know? I don't know what to call it, but I know that there... Well, it's, it's it, was a, it was a cult. It was definitely a cult. Well, there's yeah. demonic presence then. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what a cult, anything that's a cult I mean, is demonic. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's a demonic presence. Yeah, but it's so funny because people don't realize that's what they're partnering with. Oh. You know, they're, they're seeking power and they're seeking answers. And, and, and what I'm saying is, like, there is some validity to, like, there is a power there. Like, it's a, it's, it's a power, but it's not God's power. And so Absolutely. you may be tapping into something that has you feel powerful, and you're like, oh, this makes sense. Like, oh, everything's aligning. Like, oh, like, you notice things, and you're like, okay, now it all makes sense. But, like, you're partnering with a power that is dark and that, that is not going to bring you fulfillment, that is not going to bring you um, what you're looking for. And if it does, it's not going to be, it's not going to last you know, because that kind of power never creates anything that actually lasts. You know? I agree. But, so, but now you're getting back to what, this is what I, I really believe. Um, it just depends on, it's the power of the mind, first of all. Um, yeah. Your belief system should be based off of 
well, I'm fortunate enough to know through my experiences and I have a pretty strong mind. So I've been through, you know, pretty dark places, pretty, you know, ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would like to believe I have a strong mind anyway, but with my experiences, God showed up in my life and he, he, uh, he spoke to me and you know, I did. He would never reveal his face, though. I mean, and that's something that he would never do. Is the face of God cannot be seen but, mm -mm. Um, until we die. Until we die, exactly. Um, so, but I mean, like he, he, he showed up, and throughout my life, he he was represented in different ways, but in different forms. Right. And he, but he's always talked to me in one certain way, and I mean, since I've you know created this relationship with him, and and through prayer and meditation and just, you know, always just constantly talking. I mean, it's the, the God conscious, I call it, because, you know, I used to uh, compare, like, um, you know, people would ask, well, how do you know God's talking to you? Well, I, the enemy's going to talk to you the same way, too. He's going to entice you, he's going to seduce you in the same kind of way that God will talk to you. But you can discern it, but by just, you know, you know, you pretty much know the right direction every time. It's just, you'll fight it because you got that conscience t talking to you. I compare it to like the Looney Tunes cartoons when the little angel would pop up on right, one, right. like the little angel bugs would pop up on one corner and then the little devil bugs would pop right, up on the other right. corner and they're just, you know, jabbering each year. Well, it just, you know, you could listen to what they're saying and you could see the dilemma in front of them and you know the right answer. Right. But you're just still kind of entertaining that, that, you know, that little, little, uh, horned uh, bugs on the right, right, right. So, you know, it's like with that hole, that God-sized hole, and I heard that for the first time. The first time I ever heard that was in an AA meeting, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. And that, I never knew the guy, I never seen the guy before, but he, he spoke, and when he said that God-sized hole, and I was filling it with this, this, and this, he said everything but the wrong thing, he said, or with everything but the right thing. Right. He said once I, you know, and this guy at that time, I think I was in treatment, in fact, and, and he was like 15 years clean, sober, you know, living a good life. And, you know, he's like, he said, once I, once I found God, he said, I found my, I found my peace, I found my sobriety. Mm -hmm. He said, because, you know, you don't have to, you know, listen to that little, in my words, you don't have to listen to that little horn guy, you know, the more, you know, the more you talk to the right guy, he's going to just continue to talk to you. Right. And the only thing the enemy can do after that is try to cause division in other ways or try to cause confusion and separation. And, you know, the only way he can is that's going to be through other people. Right. That's how he's going to come at you because he knows he can't come at you directly anymore. Exactly. When you have that relationship with God, you know, it's tough for him to come at you directly. Uh-huh. And so when he tries, he fails. So... And he knows he loses anyway. In the end, yep. And it's funny because when I meet people who are suffering that kind of stuff, you know, like they claim to be Luciferians or they claim to be, you know, Wiccans or whatever, I just chuckle and laugh at them. And they look at me like I'm the craziest person in the world when they, 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 they announce this stuff because they're looking for a different reaction out of me, first of all. Oh, yeah. And um, They want fear. Yeah, and when I don't do that and I'm, I start laughing, then they get curious, like, you know, well, what, what are you laughing about? Well, I read the end of the book. First of all, all that stuff loses, I said. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel uh, rooting for the losing team? I said, that's almost like me knowing that the Denver Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl this year and betting against them all year long. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said, you know, and that's how I explained it to them. 
I mean, sports analogy, I mean, if I knew the Denver Broncos were going to win the Super Bowl, I mean, if I had the power to see the game already have played out and who wins, wins it, and why would I bet against them? Uh-huh. You know, so I guess, you know, if that's your belief system, then I guess you just might, must just like losing in life then. I said, because the person I talk to and I root for, he already wins. Uh-huh. That's the end of the book. He wins. So, I mean... You know, not, nothing you can say or do is going to make me believe anything other than that. Right. So, you know, you can give me your best shot. You're going to throw, I mean, there's going to be times where I, I get upset or I, you know, I doubt my faith. Not, not, not my faith. I doubt my calling or my direction, but I still know the end of the book. Right. And as long as I know the end of the book, I'm good. Right. Right. And that's... And that's where we draw our power from, you know, is from, from God, from knowing, like, knowing the truth, you know. Um, and God displays his power in a lot of different ways. And we're going to talk about that when we get back from the break. You're listening to Turn Up the Truth. Chad. And Jesse. Yes, and you're being disobedient to the to the spiritual gifts that he's given you as well too. Because um, you know the reason why I didn't want to give the, these particular words is because I was I was afraid that I was going to be uh, confronted about them. And I I was just thinking you know I don't want to I don't want to be arguing with these people about something that God told me to you know. Right. But. Actually, I was pleasantly surprised that it went well almost in each, you know, each instance, except for one, which the next day it was like, you know, I, I know, I know that you're just trying to help me out. So, you know, I'm going to take that, you know, I'm going to take it for what it is. You know, he's still kind of in a roundabout way. He said, you know, you're, you're full of it, but whatever, you know. It's he, just the attitude, though. Yeah. So, you know, but I mean, like, so what, in what ways has the power of the Holy Spirit been prevalent in your walk since your walk with Christ? Um, well, I mean, I see it most often and, and the strongest when, I, when I'm leading worship. Um, we do a retreat in Teen Challenge where we go up to Devil's Lake to a Bible camp for like five days. And um, we normally would have Ron, who is one of the, he teaches guitar at the center. He was normally the one who would lead the worship services and there was two a day for four days and then one the last day and so um he got really sick right before the trip and so on the way up um we're only like an hour away and pastor phil approaches me and says so how do you feel about leading worship all week i'm like oh this okay yes <laughs> you know i just said yes um because i knew there was no one else to do it and so um you know, and that was obviously, I'd, I'd already been playing in the program and everyone knew that I could play, obviously. But um, that was my first time actually leading worship and leading others, like on a, on a team and um, and, set, and making set lists. And that was my first experience doing that and um, arranging the songs. And so, um, you know, but I, I got to see everyone that was present, like, be touched by the Holy Spirit when I played music, when I, when I, when it was worship, you know, worshiping God basically. And 
you know, I saw people on their knees, I saw people with their hands raised, I saw some people on their face, like, it was beautiful, you know, because I know that it, it wasn't me, it was, you know, the presence of God that they were experiencing, and, um... It's funny you should say that, because I think, um, we're gonna take, like, a quick one-minute break, and we're gonna see this presence of God and worship <laughs> in action live in the studio right here. It was a couple songs by you. Okay. All right. We're going to so do that right now then, I we're guess. We're going to do that right now. Okay. That's, that's a good lead into that exact. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Okay. Sweet. So we're going to we'll take right one minute break and we'll be right back. And Miss Jessie will be singing some some of her originals. No. No, not worship. originals. Worship. Worship. Welcome back, Bismarck, and we're going to listen to Miss Jessica Babin with a few songs that she's going to play for us live in the studio, so you guys are in for a treat. All right, can you hear me? I can hear you. 
Okay. <laughs> hey guys. So this is Jesse, and I haven't done this for a while. So I'm actually a little nervous, but that's okay. We're in for a treat. <laughs> um, all right. I'm gonna sing a couple songs, um, and we're just gonna worship this morning. Um, so the first one's gonna be a Revelation song, and then Shelter. She does highlight people that are killing it in recovery, so I mean, I like that. So what were the rest of the questions now that we didn't kind of touch on? type thing, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Be more like going to look for any excuse or even kicking the tower and everything that's not the straight off there. <laughs> um, you know, see I got to a point in my life where uh, we'll talk about soon. Turn up the truth with Chad and Jesse, and we got to hear Miss Jesse play three songs. It's been a minute since we we've had that. Um, how did it feel? 
It's always amazing to worship God. It's always a treat to hear you worship God. It's always amazing. It is always a treat. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you appreciating the gift of worship. <clears throat> so, um, we talked about powerful, but how about powerless? Sometimes, I mean, you could kind of call that weakness, you know, and that reminds me of Second Corinthians twelve nine, where it says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So that kind of contradicts what the world sees as power, being weak. Yeah, but that's, you know, uh, his power, his power is made great in weaknesses, which is saying, right? Yeah, it's made perfect. Made perfect, which, which means is that, you know, um, that goes back to the whole, because, you know, Corinthians really focuses a lot on, you know, your faith, coming to faith, and then love, you know, understanding the, the understanding of love is basically what a lot of it's about. And, um, you know, it goes back to, you know, Jesus could have chose not to do what he did. And, you know, and he, and he could have been, he was offered every, every powerful thing in this world by, right. by the enemy. And, uh, true power was in love, mm -hmm. his love for us to cover all of our sins for the father, you know, taking his, his place at the right hand and becoming our God. The only way to heaven is through him, right. accepting his love, you know, and his, his, uh, his forgiveness for what we do on a daily basis. I mean, I sin daily. I mean, I, I throw out a cuss word every now and then, and I, <laughs> I don't make always don't make the right decisions. But I mean, still, I know it's not that I'm trying to walk it tight. You know, I'm not trying to do that whole uh, half-stepping thing either, though. Right. I'm genuinely trying to live my life according to God's will. Right. You know, and there's people I know that are Christians that they'll, they'll do things because they know, well, I'm forgiven. Right. They'll do them saying that before they do them, saying, well, I know I'm forgiven. I know I'm saved. And to me, that's like almost taunting. And, and um, you know, actually, God doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. He says, do not, do not mock God. Yes, exactly. And, and that's what it almost seems like, you know. And so, you know, even if they believe that they're saved and they know the Lord and all that stuff, but if they continue to do what they're doing knowingly, you know, knowing all of this, and they're saying that in the process, you know, I have to really believe that there's going to be some, some, you know, some, some consequences for that. Right. Um, this is a good one right here. Um, so, in you know, powerless. That's uh, you know, I found my greatest strengths in my weakest moments. Because um, I I was done on this side of the world, you know. This I was done. I didn't want to live this life no more. And um, you know, it was in the moments that God needed to present Himself to me. I I mean I was, and don't I don't suggest anybody else do this or anybody do this. And you know if that's where you're at in life, then that's where you feel it. You do, by all means. But I mean I don't suggest it to anybody. You know like I was done. So I was gonna, if he was gonna be real to me, which I never believed he was, he had to show up, and he did. I mean, and I'm fortunate that he did in that moment because of the, my my children went for you know 
the rest of their lives without their father. And that would have been pretty selfish of me. And that's not showing any kind of power. I mean, we all have the power to end our own lives. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we should do it. Right. You know, when it's our time, God will call us up. Right. If we're living the proper way. I mean, that's the beauty, beauty, beautiful thing about what Jesus did for us. You know, we can be some really, really horrible people for most of our lives. And as long as we find Christ and we accept him into our hearts and what he did for us, he covers all that. Right. So, I mean, you know, sin is sin. It doesn't matter if you're, if you stole a pack of bubble gum or, you know, it's a drastic thing to say, you know, or if you murdered somebody, but it's all the same in God's eyes. Right. It's still wrong. Right. And he, and he, that's why we're at where we're at right now. That's why we're not living in the garden. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and it was jealousy and power and, uh, and the need for power or power hungry is what caused us to be tempted by the serpent in the first place right i mean lucifer was uh he was jealous and when you when you get a lot of power that's usually one of the main ingredients is like do you have a lot of jealousy you want more right and not yeah it's, it's never, never enough. enough yeah it's never enough i mean you're never happy you're never satisfied and that, you know, in that, like I said, on that side, it was very selfish. There wasn't enough cars. There wasn't enough cash. I mean, none of that made me happy. Right. You know, there wasn't enough violent uh, incidences. I mean, there was just not enough of anything. I could have been, you know, I, I was doing all the things I thought I wanted to do. Right. But <laughs> there was not enough. I mean, it was still a very miserable life, you know, mm. very lonely miserable life too because eventually nobody wanted to be around me right and including everyone that you know i thought would always be there right they never they never wanted to be around me so you know to me power comes with a price tag like on you know in this world um true power is in how you present yourself as a christian for sure i think uh if you represent and you are a model to the teachings of Christ I believe that you that's where your power lies mm -hmm. I think that's where people will see you know the seeds will get planted people will see that the, the heart they'll see the genuineness they'll see what you're really about mm -hmm. for sure and even and even in though I was a pretty dark person and a pretty miserable person to be around I still had a, I still had resemblance of this kind of heart that I have now and it, I mean I pay people's electricity bill water bill whenever you know I just did things like that but I mean it, it didn't make up for all the bad things I did and yeah. I wasn't trying to make up for anything bad it's just you know I seen somebody struggling and I would try to help God created you that way with, with that compassion you know and I, even though you were so far gone that that was still an integral part of who you were yeah i mean you know how was a result of you know a lot of just really bad things happening at a young age and then then continuing to you know believe some of the things that were put onto me you know at a young age so i i just indulged in all of it and then I, I try to do things to numb the pain and just to right, be self-medicated self-medicated and I built up I built up defense mechanisms I um, you know I 
train myself to become this person. Right. And, you know, and each step of the way, I was getting a little better at it and a little better at it. And then pretty soon, I was just like, you know, I was with, on, um, how did one of my spiritual advisors tell me? They were team building and they wanted, they, you know, they wanted to cream the crop. And it's kind of funny because I've actually heard that on this side too. But I mean, it's, uh, you know, you can get to a place in your life where power drives you to places that you don't want to be. Yeah. And power can be lonely, very lonely. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one thing I want my children not to indulge in is the the greediness and the neediness of this of the worldly things, you know. Right. Right. Well, you know, and God gives us this gift, you know, once we have the Holy His Holy Spirit, um, you know, and He places His power in us, which is like that's how much He loves us, even though He knows we're imperfect imperfect people and and he knows that we're gonna mess up and we're gonna make mistakes he still gives us that amazing gift and he trusts us with he i know which is just blows my mind that's that's love you know um second corinthians 4 6 through 7 says for god who said let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of god in the face of jesus christ but we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. And I love that. I really love that because, and I really think about my own life, how, um, you know, my life is just a clay jar and it's cracked and it's broken, you know, and, and it's definitely, I've definitely put myself through the ringer and, um, you know, but, but God has chosen to redeem my life and through my testimony it's it's apparent to everyone that I share my story with like whether they believe or not it's apparent that God has worked in my life oh, yeah. without Absolutely. without a doubt oh yeah and it's 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 evident you can see it yeah and so it's it's like what do I do with that you know do I want to just like keep it to myself and you know what I mean like I think some people might some people might some people do and some people do you know, but to me, you know, life is short. Life is way too short to um, to not share the gospel and not sh- to not share Jesus with people. And um, it's not about gaining fame or attention for me at all. Like, I just want people to know Jesus and to know that, that he saves and that he loves them and that, that he, you can find anything you're looking for through Jesus Christ. And Absolutely. With God. And and I agree with you. Um, you know, God gave me a gift, and with that gift mm-hmm. comes the knowledge that I have to give that same gift away. And I'm I'm good at giving things away, so I mean I, I have no problem doing that. Um, he also, you know, it's 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 hard whenever you're dealing with some of the kind of kind of because I tend to take the people that are really really broken like yeah, myself you, yeah you do and but i mean there's no such thing as a person that's that's a lost cause in a hopeless case though because that's what i was labeled you know like that guy's gonna be in prison or dead before he's the saved you know right and you know they look at me now and you know there's still a lot of skepticism but 
there's other people who are like just they're there you know they're like you know they're cheering me on they're, they're just like they're happy for me and they're really they're really really supportive in what I, in the way I choose my to live my life right. there are others that are family and they're close that are very critical of the way I choose to live my life and that's because you know we they think that our you know I don't know they think that things are different because you know I'm a Christian and no you know that there's there's uh there's no I don't criticize nobody else's faith you know I, we're all children of God right and God created all of us so I haven't I mean I'm not judging anybody's uh, faith or anybody's anybody's way of living or nothing I'm the only thing I do is where people are at you know I'll I'll share my faith with you if you want you know if you want to listen and I'll I'll give you prayer and you know what I still go back to my first sponsors uh saying you know there's no there's no people there's no such thing as enemies in this world just for or there's no such thing as strangers in this world just friends I haven't met yet right you know and my on that side I made a lot of a lot of enemies mm. and um you know, some some will always just I'll always be in some people's story. You know, the the nightmare, the enemy, the the bad guy. Right. And there's there's nothing I can do about that. Right. I know God has forgiven me. Um, and I truly am sorry for anything that I've done to anybody to harm them and hurt them in any kind of way. Um, and I can say that with a, a pure heart and a, and a heart that comes from you know, I know what God did for me. I know what you know so. In, it's sincere right and <clears throat> forgiveness is not for them I mean it's for them I'm offering it because I mean, I'm asking for it it's for you first it's, though it's for me first yes yeah and anybody who's ever did anything wrong to me or harmed me in certain ways I've I've forgiven them I mean there was still some that I was kind of holding on to I think a little bit and you know I had to work through some stuff but I really am at peace with all of that, you know. It's important. Um, it's important. It affects us, you know, on every level <clears throat> when we don't forgive, when we hold on to unforgiveness. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know people. I know the kind of mistakes I made, especially when I was of the world. Mhm. And um, so, I don't judge anybody. I know people are gonna make mistakes. I know people are gonna disappoint. It's not. It's not. Um. It's not for me to judge them. Right. It's just for me to basically, you know, just, you know, continue to do the same things the way God wants me to do. Right. So true. You know, and uh, I don't give up on people. Mm. That's good. We shouldn't. We definitely shouldn't. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes we have to put up boundaries, you know, if they're if they're making mistakes or being destructive. <clears throat> But we can always still love people. Um, so when you are feeling broken, like is it your first response to escape or embrace the pain? Embrace. Really? Uh, no, first response is to um, my. I I'm like I can get really 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 dramatic at times. I think sometimes. Really. No, no, I mean. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't call you out or anything. Uh, you already are, so I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. At times, like I mean, like it's it it 
I think that's a natural reaction. Right. I think almost everybody has that reaction. For sure, yeah. And it, it is, uh, you know, it's hard not to have that reaction in some cases, but it's getting it's getting a little easier to, you know, not react. And right. just kind of like everything should go to prayer. Yeah. Immediately. And but, you know, sometimes you can you can vent a little bit. Yeah. Just don't go overboard. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like something's gonna kill us, but actually, like, it actually brings us to life when we embrace it and then just like be with it. You know, like some painful things actually help us grow. And when we embrace what's hard, then God can work through us and work through it with us. Yes. Um. I agree. So, can you name a time when you had to embrace something that was hard <laughs> and painful? Uh, every day, but I mean, yeah, um, you know, my, first of all, like, just over the last few years, like, the healing between me and my sons, um, they have said some things, like, I mean, like, that most parents will never hear from their children, but they weren't lying and they were telling the truth and I had to let them say what they were saying right. and just listen you know I couldn't bark back I couldn't make an excuse I just had to listen right. and let them say what they needed to say because they were hurt right and if I didn't let them say what they needed to say um they would have just seen the same old dad and the one that hurt them the one that you know it, it didn't matter what I did before it, it, it mattered what I did to, to hurt them and, and for them to feel the way they did so I needed to allow them to say exactly what they needed to say right. and then you know I had to apologize which I, I owed all of them a massive apology but I mean I owed them an apology probably for the rest of my life yeah. but I mean um, and the only way I can apologize properly is to continue to improve my life and be different than I was right. whenever they, they were hurt. And sometimes we have to let them say how we made them feel for them to heal. Exactly. Know? And that's hard to hear that. And It's hard. And they ain't the only ones. I mean, there's been several people I've had to let say what they needed to say. Right. Um, and there's times where I felt like I needed to say something that I needed to say and I haven't gotten a chance and some say, but through my walk with Christ, it's almost like, you know what, it's not, it's, it's not even worth it to go back and just dwell on that anymore. It's like, I've already forgiven them anyway, so even if they aren't sorry for what they did and they don't want to hear what I have to say, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anymore at this point because if I keep continuing to allow that to, to dwell right there, then it's going to control me in some kind of way that I don't want it to control me. Right. And it's going to hinder my walk. You know, it's going to make me, it's going to allow me to make the wrong decisions. Right. So, I mean, like, really, you got to just kind of just move on from that kind of stuff, you know? Right. Right. And then, you know, when we go through something painful, I think um, a lot of people get caught up in saying, like, why me? Like, why is this happening? Why? You know? And I think, I mean, you can ask yourself that question, but to me, that kind of leads to a pity party it does (laughs) it does but i mean people will will ask themselves or ask god why me instead of looking at uh the beautiful little boy sitting in front of him or the 
the fact that they got a roof over their head and you know three years ago they might not have had that you know um there's a lot of things that they're not grateful for yeah well and i think the next the next like step would be to like instead of asking why me or why is this happening ask asking god to show you what he wants you to learn from it you know i think that when it comes to painful experiences or hard situations i think that that we hold on to um like in a sense we hold on to power by not like going to pity we go to okay like what am i going to get what am i going to learn from this like if i'm going to have to because we have to walk through things you know that are painful we can't just stop you know like i think back to when um when I went to go visit my son when I was in the program, I think it was for Christmas, and it was really hard because, like, I'd been away from him for so long, and um, and I had to spend time, I got to, I got to spend time with him, which was great, but there was a moment when I was, I was, I had to make a disciplinary action, and he got really mad at me, and he started saying some hurtful things to me, you know, and I was hurt, and so I think, and, and it triggered some things inside me because, you know, when I used to, when I felt like that, I used to use, you know, I used to go smoke weed or get high. And, and so like, that's what I used to do. And so my first reaction was like, run, like, I just wanted to get out of there and stop feeling what I felt. But instead, like I embraced it and I like let myself be hurt because I realized that like my son was definitely hurt because I wasn't there, you know, and and I got to look at that situation, you know, and, and I had I had Jesus and I knew God at this point. And so, like, I really knew, like, that God was making sure that I felt that heartbreak and that pain so that it would be that much more important for me to, you know, not ever go back to the life of addiction, to, to really do everything I could to be there for my son because I realized how much he was hurting because of me. And it was hard. Yeah, I know. I was, I'm, I'm what they call a runner as well. I mean, change of scenery never changed the, never changed the problems. The problems always. They follow you. They follow. Yeah. Um, the thing about it is, is I can honestly say that this stretch that I've been in Bismarck has been the longest stretch that I've been anywhere in probably twenty years. Outside the fact that you know when I first got married and lived in Maple Grove and. Did, did things but this is the longest I've been otherwise it was like a year here six mm. months there eight months here and I mean I was all over the place so I mean and I was a runner and I was running from all my problems I was just and they followed me everywhere I went mm. so I mean like and when I first got to Bismarck there was a couple times where I was like oh, I was gone I was I actually took off to a different place and <laughs> and then I would turn around come back a couple months later and just be like you know what I'm gonna come back and face my demons for once I'm not gonna run you know and so I you know that was one thing that God told me is like you cannot run no more you gotta you gotta you know even though even today I still have that that runner's mentality I, I pretty much know deep down that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna face the problem you know? but I'm just gonna I'm gonna act like a crybaby for a little bit though first <laughs> I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruffle feathers. I'm gonna, you know, you know, I'm gonna do me. <laughs> you don't have to do that, Chad. I don't have to do that. <laughs> it's I know, a choice. I know, but it's fun sometimes. Oh <laughs> wow! For who? Uh, For who? I don't know. I just like to, you know. Yeah. Everything we do should be 
with conscious awareness that we are dependent on God's power to sustain us. Absolutely. And therefore, everything we do is really an act of worship. Everything. Yes. So when you're acting like a crybaby, is that an act of worship? That's my repent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's not that, good answer. <laughs> maybe. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but yeah. at least I can, you know, I can make fun of myself. No, it's good. Myself. It's good. It's really good. Um, it's good to be honest, you know. Like, that's the first step to change. So, you know, if you want to change. And I never really was the most honest person in the world whenever I was on, you know. It was, it was terrible at one point. Well, it sounds like you're being humble and honest right now. It's good. Well, it was, I mean, you know, that, 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 all, that whole thing comes with all that deception, dishonesty, lying about everything, you know, it's just like you didn't trust nobody and you didn't want nobody to trust. I mean, right. nobody trusted you. So, you know, you built up and this actually started when I was in my teens, though you built up, you looked for the deception in every situation. Right. That's what I looked for. I mean, I, I tried to figure out who was going to stab me in the back basically right. you know right. so uh, and it's still something i look forward i do today and it's something i gotta just kind of trust god and what he put on me and right. just like if he shows me a certain path and certain people i just gotta trust it and not question it right yeah but what if they end up hurting you or stealing from you or something like that do you still trust him I... You still trust God with them? I, I gotta trust God. If he's putting them there, I gotta trust him. Mm-hmm. So I gotta forgive them. <clears throat> and I got to just continue pressing forward and figure out where, where the lesson in that was. Right. You know, sometimes it might be a lesson of, you know, okay, you got a little bit too too trusting here. You know, you, it's all right to trust them, but, you know, you gotta make sure that they're in the proper place to be trusted with everything you know right in the beginning i know that i was way too trusting of people and i got taken advantage of quite a bit right and um which was a big like that was big for me and huge for me in a lot of different ways that taught me that i didn't have to retaliate you know i kind of got the mindset well if they really needed it then they needed it worse than i did so right and um but before there'd be retaliation and there'd be consequences and they usually weren't nice and they weren't pretty so just got interrupted we're not on air now so Mm -hmm. there must be a really bad storm coming through or something Yeah. 
So we're back. Yeah, we just had a emergency broadcast. Yeah, crazy. <clears throat> There's been yeah, the thunderstorm yesterday morning was nuts, dude. Just hail and like these. I slept through. Uh, yeah, I got soaked. It was crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I love the weather out here. It's beautiful. I do too. <clears throat> yeah, and that's I, God's power. Right I actually love the weather just about everywhere. There's moments in my life where I could tell like the weather in certain areas, regions mm-hmm. that were. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Even where you're from, California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys got some of the best, best air. I mean, like when you're in the northern part of the state, <laughs> some of the best, like just ocean breezes that come off is just pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never took the time to stop and enjoy it. Just kind of, but you know, some of the visuals are pretty nice. Yeah. There's still time. <laughs> You know, and then just, I've been to Alaska. Like, yeah, there's a lot of good things out there. Nature is uh, one of God's wonders and beautiful things, too. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. God, was he's an artist, too. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yes. Yes. In the world it displays his majesty. And that's where your power lies. The stronger your Christian walk is and the stronger and more in tune with the Holy Spirit and God that you are, that's where your power lies because you are a very powerful person because you are spreading the word of god planting the seeds in people and you are bringing light into areas that most people would never do yeah you are too sometimes you are all the time well in an unconventional way well that's good though (laughs) people don't want conventional they don't want a priest you know in that little like collar with you know like they don't want that, you know. They they want someone who can relate with them and be real with them, and and that's how the gospel was spread in the early church. That's how that Jesus chose chose normal people, ordinary well, people. Jesus was a normal person. He was a carpenter. Exactly. So I mean, he wasn't a normal person, though, Chad. He was God but he in was human still, form. But still, he. Lived. But yeah, he lived a humble life. Yes. You know. Yes. He he was a humble person. Um, while he was here, um, you know, and we need to follow his example. But there's a question here that you pulled out that I think is a good question. If you could ask God for one miracle, what would it be? I mean, the obvious answer, the obvious answer would be for everybody to be, uh, you know, Christ-like and have a kind, caring heart. But what about in your personal life? To look a little more personal. Okay, you want me to get, you, you want a little more personal. Yes. Um, I would have liked to have known him from the time I could walk and read. So my life probably would have had a lot more, you know, a lot less darkness and a lot more light. Hmm. You know, I, I would like to have been able to tell people about God from a young age as to oppose. Who's that? I have no idea. Hmm. Anyway, I would have liked to have told people from a young age as opposed to uh, dealing with my age now. But I mean, he has a reason for everything he does, right? Mm-hmm. He sure does. He sure does, yep. If I could ask God for one miracle, I would ask him to have everyone in my family saved. 
that that's kind of well if you were saved at a young age wouldn't you be able to be that person no i mean i wouldn't want to change my